0: Welcome to the Crafty Hands Club podcast, and this is episode five. I am Carice Jefferson, and in today's episode, I'm going to give you my unfiltered thoughts on what it is like being a vendor at a craft show. So, whether you're on social media, uh, you know, Facebook groups, or someone shares a uh, post or send a link in your messenger box or you on a mailing list, there's always events going on. And with events that are going on, they are always seeking vendors. And if you don't know what vendors are, those are um, businesses or independent uh, makers or sellers with a table display that you see an event you know to sell and be profitable so in this case there are a lot of groups on facebook and there are also vendor opportunities you may see on instagram uh i don't know that much about i don't think so with linkedin but anyway you will see them and they are craft show related most of the time because there are some craft shows that you have a great opportunity. There's a lot of potential. Most times it's a losing proposition. And the reason why I say it's a losing proposition is because whoever is hosting the event, this may be their very first time hosting the event, or they have such a following and a lot of vendors at these events where once you pay your vendor fee, they might not do any type of advertising. So while you have paid, you know, these events usually range anywhere from $25 up to a couple hundred dollars, depending on the event type. And once you pay that, they have the money, whether you sell something or not. So let's say, an event costs you $50 to be a vendor. And then you purchase your displays, you order your inventory to sell, and you have your signage, you have your uh, electronics, you know, to process the payments and all of that. And you get there and you have your promotional materials and you might have a few people to help you pass out pluggers and flyers, but it's no audience there. So if it's not a lot of people that's there or it's people that's there, but they are not interested in what it is that you have to sell, well, you're gonna get low to no return on your investment. And let's say the event is four to five hours. So that means you are spending four to five hours plus your commute time to and from plus purchasing the supplies or what have you. So you're out of more than that $50. You are out of, at this point, a couple hundred dollars at an event where people either are looking for free or they're just not interested in what you have at all. So not only did you put in this money and this time, but you put in a lot of energy as well. And that time money and energy could have spent somewhere else to give you a better return so here's another thing that i want to talk about sometimes at these craft shows vendors are viewed a certain way by attendees you will have attendees that may not take a vendor seriously You have some people in attendance that go from table to table to price haggle. You know, if I get two of these, is it a discount? If I buy three of these, can I have a discount? If I put this with that, can I get something off? As a seller, you are there to make money and your prices are your prices. And anytime you feel like you have to defend your price point, that's not your audience. Also, if you have a price list on the table, that's the price that it is unless there's a sign or you decide to say, I'll give it to you at this or that rate. But a lot of times you're going to have attendees there that will ask you. Then the other fact about what some vendors go through, and I went through this, is you're invisible most of the time because you might have people that's there to see such and such vendor because they know them or they've been on a local TV station or their ads were on social media, some type of PR press related. And whether we like to admit it or not, we live in a world of bandwaggers, you know, When we hear something, we get curious about it. No one really wants to be at ground level with a person. People come on board when there's something that's been proven, everybody's talking about it. And then another thing at a craft show, you might get a lot of small talk. What do I mean by small talk? I mean, people asking a lot of questions. People holding conversations with you about any and everything, but they not pulling out their card to buy. So now that I have went over that part, you might be asking, okay, why participate in this if you are not going to get anything out of it? Well, it is possible to get a high return but I will tell you it takes high effort to do so and what do I mean by high effort well first of all you want to pick an event where you know for certain you have an audience and that's where your metrics and you know your demographics and your market research comes into play you know when it comes to the business side of DIY crafts You have to look at, is this going to work? There has to be some type of strategy. Even if you are offering a complimentary product, you can't just offer it without any kind of strategy attached to it. It has to lead to something. And a lot of times free offers or discounts are done from a place of desperation. And I'm not judging because guess what? I did it too. So, that's why I'm able to tell you and other listeners that it doesn't work. It's an emotional decision, but it's not a logical decision. Then you want to see what type of event. So, let's say you sell handmade candles. And this is an event for people who are into wood shop well your product may not be a good fit at that event so you have to think about what type of events or what type of industries that have events where you could possibly be a vendor also you want to consider your strategy like what is your purpose and I don't mean well I'm my purpose is to just sell. Well, if you have that kind of attitude, you're not going to sell anything because you don't know if it's to uh, get in front of a new audience. You don't know if this is to grow your mailing list. You not doing any networking. Do you talk to the meeting planner to ask who's going to be there or who there might be interested in what it is that you are selling? And then you have to figure out ways to sell the product. You know, are you going to have a display? Are you going to do a demonstration? Are you going to have where people can try? Like, for instance, if you make body oils or body butters, is it going to be a segment where people can come and do a DIY? And if they like it, you can upsell them. And then you want to ask the right questions and that means asking the person who's over this event is there going to be promotion how many promotions is it just a one-time social media post is it going to be weekly to two times a week how many people have attended in the past is this your first event is this an expansion of a previous event That you have done Um, is this a repeat event about how many people are usually in attendance what's the age range and so forth and you really want to ask those questions before you pay them that vendor fee because once you pay them that vendor fee they're not obligated to do that much advertising or anything if it doesn't state it up front so you want to ask those questions and then you want to look at how much commute time is it going to take you to get to and from the venue because if it's over two hours each way that's four hours already and then if the event is two or three hours that's another you know and then set up time take down time and then Here's my rule of thumb with these type of events. If an event is five to six hours, nine times out of 10, I don't sign up to be a vendor because the longer an event is, that means the longer it's gonna take for me to break even. And you don't want to be five and six hours at an event just to break even. Well, thank you for listening to the Crafty Hands Club podcast. Feel free to chime in on this episode and you can do so by posting questions or comments on the group feed. Other than that, stay tuned for the next episode.